Wow, welcome to Kids Church. Church, um, you are not allowed to sing. Reverse psychology, eh? No, no one gets that. No, okay. Um, talking about, I, I love that, um, Lulu. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I am wacky. Have we got any wacky people in here? In the eyes of the world, it's like, I'm happy to be, we believe some weird stuff. When we, if we actually understand the Bible, we are not normal. We are, it is foreign, it doesn't make sense, but I'm happy to be um, classified as wacky, especially when there's the miraculous. I believe that we could, One Heart Church, we're going to see some more wacky things happening because the power of God, we may not be allowed to sing, but I still believe the power of God can move and, I, and if that means it looks a bit wacky, well, I want wacky because normal doesn't work. Um, just, here's just another one. Like um, I, I briefly shared this in the first service. Um, I just hear, being inspired from Lulu and Fumi and the Teo family. It's fantastic. I w- I've been coming to the men's 7 a.m. on a Wednesday morning prayer meeting since about year 10 at high school. I won't tell you how many years it's been. It's been a few now. It's racking up. But I would remember prayers that Pastor Robbie in particular would pray, and he'd pray th- prayers like God. There's people in England, and you'll bring them to Port Lincoln because you need them in our church. And then, for those that don't know the background, Lulu and Fumi from Nigeria, that in a period they were in England, and during that time, Pastor, I was praying prayers. God, you've got people in England that you're bringing to Port Lincoln. Then via Adelaide Cummins, Port Lincoln, they got here. But you know what? You've got to understand, prayer is powerful. And so then we, we hear the other stories of God's faithfulness in their circumstances, and it's just like, how good is God? But I, I just want to encourage you that prayer is powerful. God moves, and we are so grateful for their family. And their, oh, it's another thing. It's good to see Nikkei in church this morning and her kids over there as well. I, was, I, went, I visited IC Church early in the year. I did like a church tour. You, you have your hobbies. I love visiting churches. So one Sunday, I've, I'd lined up three services to go, three different churches to visit. And then I saw them at IC Church. That was great. It's good to see them here at One Heart this morning. But no singing. How crazy, eh? No singing. Um, apart from Beth. Thank you, Beth. The, the only one that was laughing. I, abs- I accidentally uh, snuck a line in and I was like, Ooh. oh, no. I, was, I know. I was like, lo- I lost the prize, missed out. Um, A.W. Tozer. When I heard, like, when I first found out, it's like, oh, only one congregation, like, only one performer. I'm like, what is going on here? It reminded me of a quote from A.W. Toes that says, Christians don't tell lies, they just go to church and sing them. They, Christians don't tell lies, they just go to church and sing them. So if you don't understand what that means, he is saying that we can have these great biblical truths that we're singing on a Sunday, how good God is, God's a healer, God's a provider, but then on a Wednesday... Unlike Lily, we, we don't fast and we don't seek God and we go, oh, I'll try and do it in my own strength. I'll try and work it out my own way. But we don't just want to be people like that. Um, so thank you, uh, South Australian government, for helping us not be hypocrites in church this morning. And uh, uh, So there's always a silver lining, I guess. But uh, really, if we're honest, the days of Daniel are fast upon us and uh, we're going to have to start standing up for some things. Hey. So if you're taking notes, we're going to look at a title today, Find or Follow. Why don't you just uh, look to the person beside you, tell them, Find or Follow. Find or Follow. Another way we could ask it, am I a finder or a follower? Do I find or do I follow? Hmm, interesting. So if you've got your Bible, we're going to go to the book of Mark, chapter 10. Book of Mark, chapter 10. And, uh, it, we, and if you, if you uh, depending on how you want to do it, you might also want to try and find either Deuteronomy chapter 5 or Exodus 20. 
and you'll see if you pick the right one when we get to it. Is that cool? So Mark chapter 10, depending on what translation you're looking at, it may say the rich young ruler. That's a pretty cool thing, rich young ruler. Everyone wants to be young, you'll wake up in the morning, your body doesn't ache. Everyone wants riches, we don't want to be poor and stingy. And we want to have influence, so what a great position of life to be in. Young, rich, and a ruler. So Mark chapter 10, we're going to read verses 17 to 27. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honour your mother, or your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all of these commandments since I was young. Now we're just going to jump to the New King James Version for the verse 21. Then Jesus, said, uh, then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor. Back to the New Living Translation. And you will have treasure in heaven, then come, follow me. At this, at this the man's uh, face fell and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. This amazed them. But Jesus said again, dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything Uh, Sorry, Uh, I'll start again. Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Wow, that's really awesome. I'm going to pray right now. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the way that you speak, the way that you move. We thank you that the Bible is alive, that it can speak to us. God, we don't just want to hear inspiration from people, God, that leads to manipulation. God, we want to hear your spirit, your voice that leads to revelation and conviction. And so, God, we just right now just believe that we can leave this place encouraged, strengthened, and able to live a life more focused on you. And God, we just thank you for what's happening in Ellison this morning. God, move out one heart there. Have your way. We thank you for our kids' ministry, God. Move on their lives this morning. And God, we just right now just bring before you our state and federal parliamentarians, God. We pray for our local and federal members, God, Ron Ramsey and Peter Trelaw. Move in their lives, God. Help them make wise decisions on behalf of us. God, we pray for our, our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, and our Premier, Stephen Marshall, God. Move in their lives. And we just, God, pray that, we just pray that with all these crazy things that are going on, help them, that, uh, that we'd see the church be a strengthened and encouraged in these times and not um, uh, abused and neglected. Amen, amen, amen. Wow. What an interesting thing. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? That's the best question anyone could ever ask. This, young, this man comes to Jesus with a question, and I would say that is the best question you could ever ask someone. What must I do to in- inherit eternal life? Um, there's many good questions we can ask in life. There's many a good uh, questions. That, and um, I, I heard a story recently of a young child that um, asked a question towards God. And so this is what the child asked God. Dear God, I bet it is very hard for you to love all of everybody in the whole world. There are only four people in our family, 
and I can't even do that? <laughs> what a great question. This kid is pondering. He's going, God, I, I hear that you love the whole world. I only have four people in my family and I can't even love them. And so the, I don't know if you, you, we obviously here at One Heart have very loving people and we wouldn't understand the struggle that poor kid's going through. But that, what a great question. And we see here in Scripture, in Mark, that there's a man has a, has, I would say, is the best question you could ever ask. And so we can ask many questions like, well, should I live here? Should I live there? Um, should I get this car? Should I get, should I get that house? Great questions, but they don't mean anything. The best question that we could ever ask is, why, where is my eternity going to be spent? And th- this man obviously had an understanding. This, not the clothes, under the clothes, this suit, this flesh and bones is temporary. The, the, this, this skin, I'm more than just body. I'm more than just a human. I've actually got a spiritual side of my life. There's more, so who, does anyone go shopping here? Anyone go shopping? Anyone go to the supermarket? Or you'll grow your own fruit and vegetables. You've got your cow, your milk, whatever. So, um, who, so Montani, Montana, you go shopping, yes? Yes? Do, what do you do? Buy canned tuna maybe? Nut? Shakes in a box? Cereal in a box? Bread in a bag? Yeah, any, buy any of those things ever? Bread, yeah, bread in a bag, bread comes in a bag. Do you notice anything about the bread? Is there anything that sticks out to you when you go shopping? Here's one thing, church, I hope you out one time. One thing that everything should be, if not go to a new supermarket, seriously, is that they all have this thing called an expiration date on it, yes? So who buys milk? Anyone buys milk? So I don't know about you, but I'm told by my mum, when I buy the milk, you've got to go to the back of the shelf. Why? Because it has a longer expiry date on it. The ones at the front, it's not like it runs out tomorrow. So it's like, no, no, you want to get the one at the back. So you get a week's worth of the milk, yes? There you go. Help. There you go, church. Be blessed. Have a great week. But so here's the thing. So whether it's canned tuna, I don't personally buy that, but I know that comes in a can, maybe baked beans, whatever. Your cans, your, your cartons, your bottles, whatever the packaging is, they all have an expiry date, expiration date. Who's everyone got like the chocolate on sale because it's just about past and it's gone white no one wants that chocolate we want the chocolate that's got plenty of life left in it but here's the thing this this what i'm in right now has an expiration date but my life when this thing ends that is not it there's actually more we have an eternal existence and that this this man understood that he understood that his food on the supermarket has an expiry date and he understood that his body had an expiration date and then he, so he goes, well, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Because we have an eternal existence, which, can either, which is most likely hell for a lot of people. But he goes, you know what? I don't want to have an existence in hell. I want eternal life in heaven, full of joy, full of awesomeness. So how do I get that? What a great question. Who agrees with me? So that's a, And then as it says in Ecclesiastes 11.3, God has planted eternity in the human heart. And so he understood that concept. He understood that there's more to my life than wake up, have breakfast, go to work, go to sleep, wake up again. No, no. There's that. And when we have that understanding that there's more to my life than just that, it will give us purpose and direction for why we are here. And so I want to encourage this church to let's uh, ask good questions. Let's ask the questions that matter, which is where will we spend eternity? Because our life is so short and temporary here. 
Okay, the next thing. So it says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And then it's funny, it says that, why do you call me good, Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. So it's interesting here. He didn't just ask a good question, but he went to the right source. And so there's so many things that we can have questions about, but we can easily go to the wrong places. Um, we can ask the right questions and in the wrong places. Pastor Rob often will share at church, he'll say, if there's something wrong with your car, don't go talking to the barber about it. You go to the mechanic. If there's something wrong with your plumbing, you don't get an electrician. You, if you have a question, you've got to go to the right place. And so it's interesting here that Jesus, he says to him, good teacher, and Jesus says to him, well, why do you call me good? Only God is good. Translation. Jesus is saying to the man, I know that you know I am divine. I know that you know I am God in a bod, right? That's what, that's what this, this man is saying. Jesus is saying to him, I know that you know I'm not just a teacher, I'm not just a human, but I'm actually the creator. As it says in John 1, chapter 1, in the beginning, the word, which is meaning Jesus, already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God, and God created everything through him. And nothing was uh, created except through him. Jump down to verse 10. He came into the world he created, but the world did not recognize him. So what this man had that revelation. This man had that understanding that this man, Jesus, isn't just a human, but he's actually divine. And he, if he created all of this, if he created the world, if he created my life, well, I'm actually going to ask him, the questions of eternity. I'm going to bring my question to him because he actually has the answer that I need to be able to seek and have eternal life. And so Jesus says, but to answer your question, you know the commandments. To answer your questions, you know the commandments. Now, we, we got a, just a warning here. What The response that Jesus gives in this situation is not our what we as Christians believe is to the narrow response. Jesus is talking to an Old Testament law-based society. So that's the answer that Jesus gives. And so obviously we don't, this is, does not apply to our life right now, but we're going to look at the principles in this, not the answer in this, all right? So Jesus' answer is no longer our inheritance, you would say, but there's principles in his answer that we've got to take a hold of. So what, so what do we believe in? Pastor Michael shared brilliantly around communion, but Hebrews 11.6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So basically, we believe that there's no rule, no commandment that we must follow. The simple thing is we've got to have faith. The only way we please God is through faith. Then, well, what, faith in what? Romans 8, uh, sorry, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you confess with your mouth uh, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So that's the only thing that we've got to have faith in. And that's the faith that pleases God, that we understand that Jesus was, as Pastor Michael shared in communion, Jesus died, rose again. He became the perfect, uh, blemishless sacrifice needed to fix us of our sin issue. And so therefore, that is our way that we receive eternal life. But obviously, Jesus, spoiler alert, Jesus had not yet died and therefore the new covenant had not yet been established. We cool? We'll continue on then. So, but to answer your question, you know the commandments. Now, who, who picked Exodus 20? Who went to Deuteronomy 5? No one did. Come on, church. 
I'm going to be looking at Exodus chapter 20 to actually let's see what these 10 commandments are. Now, just to break that down a little bit more for us. So God says to this dude called Moses, who was the leader of this nation. So this nation, Israel, had been in bondage and slavery for hundreds of years. So that these, there's people that have literally grown up and all they've known is slavery. All they've known is I'm oppressed. All they've known is I can't do what I want to do. I'm in bondage. And so... That, and then they get now they're freed. So their whole mindset, the whole social construct is messed up and not God's best for them. So God says to Moses, you know what, I'm going to give you some simple tips, some simple commandments that help you live the best life, that help you live a life that is fruitful and the way I intend you to live. And so uh, that's what these commandments are about. So basically, he says, the commandments for us to simply put it is to bring purpose, correction and clarity to God's chosen people. And so the easy part was getting the Israelites out of Egypt. And we know that wasn't easy, but that was the easy part. The hard part was getting Egypt out of the people. And so uh, now we'll read Exodus 20, verses 3 to 17-ish, and we'll see what these commandments were to get Egypt out of the people. You must, have, uh, you must not have any other God but me. Obviously, if you watch any Egyptian show or whatnot, there was multiple gods. So first of all, God slang the groundwork. There is one God. There is not the moon God, the this God, the that God. There is one God, and I am it. Okay? Second commandment. You must not make for yourself any idol or of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not uh, tolerate your affection for any other God's. Third one, you must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not, uh, will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Number four, remember the, the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days to uh, each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, you will, uh, on that day no one in your household may do any work. Now the last six. For uh, honour your father and mother, then you will live long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You must not murder, you must not commit adultery, you must not steal, you must not testify falsely against your neighbour, and you must not covet your neighbour's house, wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbour. Hmm. So there are the Ten Commandments, there are the Ten Things, there's... Four relating to God and six relating to people, right? So this balloon here, I'm going to use as an illustration of the dude that Jesus is speaking to, right? So, he's, so um, if you can with me, every time I do a blow, can we count? So I'll blow and we'll say one, I'll blow and we'll say two. So okay, so good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What does the commandment say? You must not murder Great. One, you must not commit adultery. Two, three, you must not steal. Four, you must not testify falsely. Five, you must not cheat anyone. Basically, don't covet, don't take what doesn't belong to you. Five, oh, six, five, yep. Finally, 
And six, honor your father and mother. There we go. All right, let me tie this up. There we go. Uh, good teacher, what must I do to in- inherit eternal life? Obey the six commandments. Perfect. Look at this, Jesus. I'm, since I was a youth, since I was in kids' church, I've never murdered anyone. I've, I'm yet to be married, so I've definitely not committed um, commit adultery. I haven't uh, been in court to testify falsely. I've arrived. But then we understand, we keep reading, uh, and then... Then Jesus, look, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack. Ooh. One thing you lack. Interesting, isn't it? One thing you lack. Go away, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell and he went away sad for he had many possessions. The, the more I look at this scripture, the more I reflect on it, I love the fact that when Jesus is addressing this man, asking him a question, he comes first with love. He comes first with going, you know what, Joel? You're a legend. You know what, Joel? You do a lot of things right. Joel, I'm proud of what you do. He says to tell him as well. Tell him, I see the way that you've never murdered anybody. That is so awesome. That, that helps society work healthily. You know what? And he says it to all of you in this building. Jesus sees what you do and he actually notices things that you do well. And he actually loves and values you. But you know what's even more special than that? He doesn't just go, you know what, I'm happy with what you do well. He goes, you know what, I see what you don't do well. And I'm going to pop your balloon and give you the truth that you need to be better, to grow further, to do more of what I'm asking you to do. I need Jesus to pop my balloon sometimes. Honestly, because I... People are like, I can still get my head in my shirt, thankfully. But sometimes I need God to pop my balloon and go, you know what, Josh, you're not the world's gift. And there's things that you can work on. And thank God that he can speak to me and change me and help me grow to see the one thing you lack. And again, what a crazy statement. One thing you lack. It says he's rich. He's young. He has every, he's got influence. What could you want? What could you need? And we've got to understand that what, as, as we alluded to earlier with Lulu, we got to be, it's wacky. He didn't lack anything. He was rich, had, had health, but he still lacked something. And it says there that the one thing that you lack, and obviously we just read through the commandments, the first four re- relate to our, our vertical relationship with God. That's what they relate to. And, so, uh, and then the second six relate to our horizontal relationships. So this guy was great at doing what's good for society, but he missed the majority of what does God want. So to, to, to describe that then, he, he is happy with Jesus as saviour, but he didn't have Jesus as Lord. He's happy to have God as a saviour, or God, I want, I want to be redeemed, I want salvation, I want eternity in heaven, give me the ticket, but he didn't, he didn't want the lordship, he didn't want the cost, he didn't want the price of what that entails. And so then, one thing you lack so you have, you, you're rich, you have many possessions. And now can I tell you, there's nothing wrong with wealth. There's nothing wrong with blessed. Dare I say it? There's nothing wrong with prosperity. If One Heart Church, we'd probably be classified as a prosperity church because I believe God wants to bless your life. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, it, 
Abraham was Abraham at, was Abram at the time, and God says, "You know what? I'm going to bless you, and through your blessing, you're going to bless the whole world." So I really believe that God wants to bless you, but it's not just for us to have an empire; it's so actually we can actually do something and bless those in and around our lives. So the one thing that he lacked was he had a. Uh, uh, issue with possessions. He didn't just have possessions. He didn't just have wealth. He didn't just have ri- riches. Those things had him. So his riches were his God. His possessions were his Lord. And he goes, you know what? I'm more obedient to my wealth than I am to the call of God. I'm more obedient to what's in my pocket than what God's telling me to place my pocket. Hmm. It's good to be quiet. So he nailed the last six, but he failed the first four. And we got, and you know what, church, we got to get the first four in check. I don't want to be a church. I don't want to be a believer that that go. You know what? We're happy with Savior Jesus, but we're not happy with Lord Jesus, because we need um, Lord Jesus. Ecclesiastes seven eight. It's so, so powerful. Finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than pride. Basically, what that's saying is it's easy, it's so easy to accept Jesus as Savior, but it's another thing to accept Jesus as Lord. It's easy to start the journey. As I said, the title, this man found Jesus, but he couldn't follow Jesus. This man knew what it was to, to go to the right place, go to where, to get to Jesus. But then, so he started, but he didn't finish. Pride got to him. He said, you know what, I'm more happy with my image of wealth. I'm more happy with my image of all these things. And he let pride control his life. And, but we've got to have a capacity in our lives. Go, you know what, patience and the long, the long journey is far better than the pride of what I'm going through right now. And so it's so easy for us to find Jesus. But will we be a church? Will we be a believer that follow Jesus? So the prime, it's obviously the primary lack this dude faced was this issue of lordship. That was the primary thing of this scripture. The primary concern is don't misplace God's authority in our life. That's the first one. But there is a secondary uh, lack that we could see um, in this. And so it says there, Jesus says, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. So this dude had tunnel vision. Life was only about himself. If we look back to the very first question that this guy asked, good teacher, how do I get eternal life? How do, how, how do I save my bacon? Right? How do I... And then we obviously understand there that Jesus is saying, you know what, mate? There's more to life than your bacon. What about the person down the road? What about the person that you work with? What about, how do they receive eternal life? So we see that he, he has this, it's all about me. And, and it's so, so he, he was a good boy. He didn't um, eat bacon. He didn't eat calamari. He was a good Jewish, per, Jewish person. But those things don't matter. He's, he, we've got an understanding that, you know what? We need Jesus. We need salvation. But we've got to have a bigger understanding than how do I save my bacon to going, how do I save the bacon of everybody? How do I, say, how do I see my community, my city transformed? How do I see my, 
this, this community come to know Jesus and have eternity, right? So, uh, yeah, he had this tunnel vision and he didn't care about the eternity of everybody else. And so there's nothing in particular special about giving to the poor. That it's simply that giving to the poor is a meetable need. There's always going to be poor people and there's always going to be a capacity. I sponsor a compassion child. I should really be sponsoring more, really. But that's an easy, it's easy to do that. It's so simple. Um, and the poor was, uh, was an easy thing to be inspired to. When you see someone that's like impoverished, your heart breaks for it. You know what? I can't let this injustice continue. I'm going to use what I've been given and see this change, to see this breakthrough. And so the, the secondary thing that this guy lacked was he, he didn't have a life for others. He didn't have a life going, you know what? God's blessed me so I can be a blessing to others. And you know what, One Heart Church? I pray that the Holy Spirit would, would so radically change your perspective, change your mind to go, you know what, my life isn't about me, but my life is for others. We go, you know what, God, I just want just enough to pay my bills. God, I just want just enough. But God, I pray that there'll be faith I pray to God that there'll be a faith arise in our church. We're going, you know what? I don't want just enough to pay my bills. I want more than enough to be a blessing to pay others' bills, to be a blessing to see this world changed in my generation, to see this world changed in my lifetime. And so uh, the, the, the one thing he lacked was vision, purpose for anybody but himself. And so the one thing he lacked was this wasn't just solely a lordship issue. That was primary, but he lacked a life that was uh, outward focused, that he had the capacity to contribute. And so at this, the man's face fell, and he went away very sad, for he had many possessions. There's another man in Scripture, Exodus, uh, Luke sorry, chapter 19, called Zacchaeus. Very similar situation, but this, this guy instead got his riches wrongfully. But you know what? He, when he, after his encounter with Jesus, he didn't leave face down sad, he left rejoicing, going, you know what? I have the capacity to give. I have the capacity to bless people, invest into their lives, be outward focused. And you know what? I see a simple thing there that when we have an inward mentality, when life is all about us, we will go away. When the, when the conviction of Jesus comes to go, you know what? Why don't you use what you've ha- you have to be a blessing to others? He went away sad because he goes, hmm. But when we have the, uh, a revelation change where we go, God, you're, you're calling me to do this. You're speaking to me to do this. We will leave happy, fulfilled. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. There's something so awesome when we have the revelation to go, you know what? This is scary. This amount of money to give is scary, but I'm going to do it in faith. We live with joy and happiness. because, And I want to encourage us to be a church where we follow Jesus. Not just find him, but follow him. And we got one priority coming up. And can I tell you, that is a great opportunity to follow Jesus in. And so there's, um, for, for those of, that have been around church before, uh, in here at One Heart, you'd, see, you'd know every August. And so we're a month away, we have this period of one priority. And I hear, like a lot of other pastors around the place, tell stories. And I'll, I'll, when I get married, th- there you go, mum, when I get married, uh, I, I lo- I lo- I'm looking forward to this opportunity because I've heard pastors that will do this. So the husband will go away for their, they might call it heart for the house or their faith offering and they'll go, God, what are you telling our family to give? And so the husband will get a figure. The wife will go away and pray, God, what are you telling our family to give? Then they come together and they pick the higher number. 
And you know what? I, I look forward to, I honestly, that's the, one of the only things I'm really looking forward to when I get married because I love giving to go, you know what? I want to have that opportunity to, to seek God and say, God, what are you telling me to give? I want to follow you, Jesus. Well, what are you calling me to give? Um, there's going to be a quote up on the screen from Shell in a moment from a guy called Steve Kelly. Just can I have a show of hands? Does anyone know who Steve Kelly is? So I believe that he has preached in this church many, 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 many moons ago because he's, he's a pastor and um, he was briefly at Hillsong for a period, but he's got a church now in America called Wave Church. And uh, four years ago, I saw him in the Gold Coast. I'm like, that's Steve Kelly. And so we're at Starbucks there and I'm like, hey, how are you? And he goes, oh, where are you from? Port Lincoln. And then he goes, Port Lincoln. Hmm. I'm thinking BJ and one leg. And so... Steve Kelly knows this church, but you don't know Steve Kelly. But he has this, and I love this, buildings house the church. It's not about the building, but about the lives changed and impacted by the church. And can I tell you, One Heart Church, we're coming into our period of one priority, and the buildings doesn't really mean anything. But we don't, we don't do the buildings for building's sake. We do it because the church is where we gather, and it's the lives change, and that's what we care about. And Nehemiah uh, chapter 10 verse 39 says, we promise together to not neglect the temple of our God. And you know what? Um, I'm loving seeing the, this toilet block getting built there. Why? Because our toilets aren't disabled friendly. But you know what? We don't just care about, well, too bad about them. No, no, no. Because we've got a heart about, we want to see those that are un, un physically able like we are to maybe use some of those resources, well, we're going to do things to help those people. That, that any blockage that they may be, we go, you know what, we're going to invest our money so that blockage does not exist, that we could see. And I've seen over the journey of the last few years the many miracles and blessings that we've had in this church to... Um, uh, we've seen chairs paid cash, new carpet, new roof, all these things. It's like miracle after miracle after miracle because we've had the understanding of a church. You go, yep, I'm all in. That, that's my priority. I'm going to invest things in the pipelines. We want to buy the building in Elliston. I'm believing that we're going to do that cash because we've got a church that's going to rise up. And go, you know what? We're not just worried about Port Lincoln. There's people in the community of Elliston that need to know Jesus. And if, if we need a building there, well, we're going we're gonna to put our... our pocket in faith and go, God, you can use us to see a breakthrough take place in Ellison. Ecclesiastes 10.19, but money answers everything. Hmm. And you know what? I believe that where there's faith, money is an agent used to bring that faith into reality. Proverbs 13.22, a good man, or let's use gender-inclusive language, humanity, people, leave an inheritance uh, to his children or to their children, children. And you know what? What we're doing today, and we, when we do our one priorities offerings, we're not just believing for what we do for our generation. We're wanting to leave a legacy that our grandkids and our great grandkids, and their and their and what all that has, that they have a leg up, that our ceiling can be their floor. That what we could think we could only dream of that. Well, I believe that we're going to see those things take place in Jesus' name. Isaiah thirty-two eight. But a generous person devises generous things. And you know what, church? I want that to be our reflection. You know what? Do we devise generous things? You know what? I can tell you. I know that for 2021, I'm already praying God. Sorry, that's this year. 2022, next year, I'm praying, God, what am I going to give to one priority 2022? And I'm devising things. Well, maybe if I start putting away this much money every week from now to then, because I'm, I'm 
intentionally planning to go, you know what, I believe that money answers everything. Ultimately, God is the source, but God, what, what faith, what innovations, what things are you calling me to do to have faith that I can believe that I'm not just, that I can do a sacrificial offering to see One Heart Church grow, prosper and be blessed because I believe the best days are ahead and I don't just want to be a, a person that found Jesus. I want to be a follower of Jesus. And church, if we want to be great followers of Jesus, I believe one of the best keys for you to do that, to go, God, well, what are you calling me to do? What are you wanting me to follow you in? I encourage you, go home, pray, seek God, go, God, what are you telling me to give? What are you above, over and above my ties? What, what number are you going to put on my heart to give into one priority that we would see the legacy of One Heart Church go from strength to strength that banks are no longer required in Jesus' name? I believe for that. I really believe for that. But in closing, we're going to see a prayer come up on the screen in a moment. And Pastor Michael shared about it at communion. This man at the start asked this question, well, how do I receive eternal life? And that is, as I said, the only question that matters. What are you going to eat for lunch? It's important, but it doesn't matter in the scale of life. The question that matters is, do you know Jesus? Has your heart been made right with him? Because when that answer is is dealt with, we get the opportunity from finding Jesus to then following Jesus. And so this prayer is a prayer that helps us find Jesus. And then our next step is going on a journey of following. But so we're going to pray, if you've never, um, if you've never met Jesus, if you've never found Jesus, but today you go, you know what, I, have, I understand that this thing here has an expiry date on it. This, this tent that my spirit lives in doesn't last forever, but I want to make sure that my forever is with Jesus. My forever is with God. This is our prayer that helps us find Jesus. So we're going to pray that together. Is that cool, church? So say it with me. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we clap? That is so fantastic. So awesome. And I just want to pray right now, and then we'll hand over to Pastor Michael to help us out the service. So God, right now, we thank you for One Heart Church. God, we, we, we hear your word, and we don't want to be finders. We want to be followers. And God, if one priority is a great step for us to test our faith, well, God, I pray that we'd be faithful to it. God, I pray that you'd give us new initiative, new creativity, new desires. And God, we just pray when you speak, God, it wouldn't be a time for us to put our heads down sad and depressed, but it'd be a time where we go, you know what? This is scary, but I'm diving in. This is scary, but I'm taking another step. And I believe God's got more for me. And and Holy Spirit, we just thank you that uh, uh, we're going to see Australia freed, but ultimately we're going to see our children and our grandchildren and the future, the legacy of this church, God, be more blessed, more prosperous, because we did what we could in our time. Amen. Amen. Thank